The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whitley, CBAs, and consultants, and sponsored by Advocate Healthcare, Hilton, and the Village of Bedford Park. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome to PNC Studios here at Hallis Hall, and welcome to the Bears Coaches Show with head coach. Coach Matt Nagy, I'm Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight and later joined in the program by Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Hope everybody's doing well at home. Hope you had a great Columbus Day and a great bye week for Coach Nagy and the fellas. How you doing, Coach? Doing awesome. Yeah, you know, it was a refresher. Not not necessarily a reset, but a refresher a little bit, uh, and not just the physical aspect of it. I think most p- folks and fans would focus, oh, they got to heal up, and give, you know, you're four weeks into the season and so forth, so that's not really the issue. Uh, it's mental also. The it mental is. Aspect of it, it. it is, and I think that one of the things that, that people need to understand is, is just how important this can be uh, for all of us in regards to the, the physical and the mental side, and so um, you know, guys were able to get back in here today and, and have a good, good, uh, good practice. Um, we were able to get outside and just kind of let them remember that it's football time now. So they get back, we all, we get all healed up and, and, uh, mentally for the coaches, some, somewhat for the players and then physically <laughs> for the players as well. And, and here we go. Well, what about for the coaches? What's the, I mean, you guys work long hours. Nobody's, you know, feeling uh, that that's a, an extraordinary thing in the National Football League. You guys do do that, but time with family and so forth, that's as important as anything. It is, uh, and I believe a lot in that. I think that uh, it's important to stay healthy that way um, just to make sure that uh, we all understand you need to re-energize a little bit. And and for us as a team in particular, um, coming from a, a longer type training camp that extra week and, and where we were, it's good for us. And then the other part too is is uh, for the players and coaches, the the uh, your family in regards to them having you back in the house for a little bit and and getting to see how things go. And but then by by <laughs> the dad, end of the, is by, dad is dad and husband putting the put the foot down? Or yeah, what? absolutely. And so uh, there's the the rules that I think should be uh, do not happen. But by the end of the week, uh, they're ready to kick you out and let you get back to work. And that's your that's where we're at. <laughs> uh, today, you mentioned when you had your weekly news conference with the media, you said uh, the Bears are in a good place right now. Uh, you don't want to focus on the record and the standing where you're at in the division because there's a long way to go, but you still feel you're in a good place right now. Explain a little further. Why are you feeling we're in a good place right now? Well, it it, it really does. I mean, the uh, the record's important, and I want our guys to under. I don't want to downplay that by any means. I think that uh, we all understand that. But what's important right now for our first time being together for us as coaches and and for the players is to really just understand of how long of a season that this is. And it's going to be how we navigate through it. You know, do we um, are we content with being three and one, Uh, which I know we're not. But I got to remind those guys, I got to remind everybody that this isn't, you know, the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal for us is to right now, currently just focus on the task at hand. And and that's focusing on the Miami Dolphins and everything else will take. I I promise it'll all take care of itself. And so if we just control what we can control and that's working week by week, then at the end, when it really does matter, that'll all happen naturally. Yeah, I got I to gotta point out something, because when you just said it again right there, I promise you, you say that a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you go back, and I have, looking through notes and whatnot, and, 
and I'm sure players remember also, from the time you got here, you've made a lot of statements mm -hmm. that have proven to be exactly true, what you expect and how it's all unfolded. How beneficial is that to you that you're that type of person, that when you say something, this is how it is and this is how you believe? Well, yeah, you're, I mean, you're the yeah, entire organization. It is, and, and you know, sometimes, and, and I don't, I don't want to make too many promises, but at the same time, when you go through, when you go through, um, and you've had experience through different types of scenarios, and whether that's a win streak, uh, a losing streak, uh, and I'm not just talking about one or two games. I'm talking about a lot of games, uh, six, seven, eight, nine games. I've been on both ends of those, and and so it can feel like. Uh, you know, like like the world's coming to an end when you're in one of those those uh, six game losing streaks, and it can feel like uh, this the the end of the season can't get here fast enough when you're on a nine game win streak. And so I just want to keep it in perspective for us to realize we're only four games into this thing. Now I love where we're at. I think we have a great attitude as a team. We're creating an identity. Um, Throughout, obviously, defense is flying around. They're they're great statistically, um, you know. Individually, they're doing great. Uh, they're they're helping us win games. Offensively, now we finally had that game. Uh, but how do we keep that thing going? And so um, that's what that's why we're here as coaches is to make sure that we do keep it going. And that's the fun part. And so the first quarter of the season, we're three and one. Um, but I just really, truly want everybody in this building to focus on the Miami Dolphins and nothing more. Were you able to get any fresh perspectives from watching games and so forth? Well, what you do get to see is a little bit of, um, you know, are you heavy in one area or another in regards to tendencies? Uh, is there something that maybe, you know, three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row that you're seeing the same defense over and over again, the same offensive play over and over again because they're seeing a weakness that you might have? And you want to ask questions. You want to you want to um, you want to be able to listen and and listen not only from your coaches and what you think you need to learn more from your, but also from the players. Get feedback from your own players. Hey, what do you think we could be doing more of? What should we be doing less of? And that collaboration of, of the communication, I think, is so important to helping us get better. And so we used last week to do some of that. And and now uh, we're we're completely we're completely onto the Dolphins now. So how how did you do that with the players? Is it uh, you take a, a representative of each group? Do you go through the coaches? Do you you send your lieutenants out there and find out info? How do you how do you go about? You that? do a little bit of both. Uh, there's some players that you may bring in. And you want to just sit down and talk to and, and get their opinions. There's others where you'll, you know, your players will give your coaches feedback as to what they think. And then you got to go ahead and they're the middleman. So you pull it from them. And then others, when you get a chance or you're at practice um, or there might be a comment here or there that's that's subtly said uh, or mentioned to you that, that you use. And, and so we have a good group of guys that it's all for the positive and it's all constructive uh, criticism and if there is any at all so right now um, we'll use it and we'll use it to help us get better we spent a little bit of time with kyle long today just you know re recovering from all the multitude of, of of aches and pains he had it's more than aches and pains obviously but how he's able to um, come through that and you mentioned today at your news conference about the medical staff and the physical training staff the job they've done and uh, they've done a great job with him in particular, a key figure on your offensive line at that interior right guard spot. Um, he's benefited from a different way of thinking because of the influence and the decisions you guys have all had on how to keep him healthy, keep him fresh, keep him feeling good. Sure. And, and it's really, when it comes down to it, it's not one person in, in this building that uh, is making these decisions. We're all doing it together. We're listening. We're talking. We're asking questions. And it's for the best 
benefit of the player. And so in turn, when that happens, the player appreciates that. They understand that you're looking out for them, but yet you're also doing it for what's best for the team. And I think that's what Ryan's done such a great job at is is really um, bringing in great people that are experts at their position. And so when you do that and then you communicate and you talk through um, you know, certain issues like we do um, once a week, it's awesome and it helps out. And uh, you never take it for granted. I think it's too important. And and inevitably, in the end, you want to be the, the healthiest team in the NFL because that's going to mean that your guys are on the field. And we believe wholeheartedly in our players, in our coaches, in our staff, organ- you know, everybody in the organization. And so it's just a credit to them for doing such a great job. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. I mean, this is what we expected. You know, every time we go out there on Sunday, we expect to go out there and win. You know, and that's been the standard since day one. You know, since the first time we stepped in this in this in this um, in this facility, what was that? Uh, first week of April, the standard was set, and that was to come in here and win games. That is Allen Robinson from earlier today. Bears open the locker room uh, after practice today. Bears get a. Uh, get everybody back together, and Coach Nagy, uh, that's the perfect answer you want your players to talk about, you know, because people are, hey, are you surprised where you're at? Are you surprised where you're at in the division? And his answer was one I, I would hope to hear from every player. No, we're not surprised. You know, we expected a win from the time you got in front of them. Yeah, You, that, you delivered that message. Sure, and that, that was the the mindset. And the way we've attacked this thing is is to have that mindset. If you're not, if you don't have that mindset, then we're all not in this for the right reasons. And I think that uh, our guys have done a phenomenal job at listening to the message and then following through with it. And it changes every day, it changes every week, um, and it's changing every month right now. So um, our first year here, going together on this ride, um, we're learning. And and uh, I think my biggest message to them has always been that it's never going to be easy and it, there's going to be adversity inevitably. They've done a great job as young players. Uh, we have a nice balance of veterans and, and rookies, and they've done a really good job at, at listening to that message and being able to uh, accept it and, and learn from stuff. So when you say it changes every week, so is this week just worry about Miami? That's it. That's uh, it. It's, 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 it's really simple. And, you know, um, for for us, if you start looking down the road or you start thinking, um, if we get to this point or that point, and our record is this or that, you're you're that, that's you cannot do that. And and so, uh, I'm gonna probably overdo it with the players, but they're gonna understand that as long as they um, do that, win, lose or draw, they they know that they we all went about it the right way. And so I cannot let them do that. And I have full trust, and I know that they'll. When we get back out there on Wednesday, uh, they'll they'll be focusing on Miami, whatever we need to do to win that game, and nothing else. You know, also one of the things that you, you know I've been asked this a zillion times on shows that I've uh, had to do as well. You know, you said what the offense is designed to be from the moment you got here, so there's really shouldn't be any surprises about it. Not one target is going to be the name of the game for every single week. It's going to spread it around. Um, there's one ball, and you have many, many types of weapons, including at the running back position. So you had a lot of questions today about Jordan Howard. He was asked in a locker room about it, if he's frustrated. He said he isn't um, because he didn't speak after the game against Tampa. That was the assumption that everybody made. But uh, that being said, your players understand that, right? They, they understand that this is the way the Bears' offense is going to be. They don't care at all. They really don't. And, and so 
when you talk to these guys and you understand, it, it's funny. Sometimes Mark and myself will go over, go over and we'll talk to some Mark of the guys. Helfrich. Mark Helfrich, ROC. We'll go over and we'll uh, we'll say, hey, you know, we may discuss a certain route or a certain concept that we think uh, is good for us, and it's a benefit to that player because it's going to them. I can't tell you the amount of times that that our players have said, "Hey, listen, you know that's fine, that's great. I don't care though. We're good. At you, you know, we're let's just keep going. Let's just keep you know doing what we do conceptually, and uh, that means a lot to us as coaches. And so they're understanding that each and every single week it could be someone different. And I think that's what makes this offense um, effective and it makes it work because you can't just single out one guy and take one guy away, and now the offense doesn't work. And so. Uh, that's kind of what I was raised on in Coach Reed's West Coast offense was, I mean, you look back in, in, the, um, in the 2000s and there's not a lot of wide receivers other than Terrell Owens that, that many people could name in that Eagles offense, but they won a lot of games and they, they produced a lot of great offensive numbers. Since then, the offense has evolved uh, in Kansas City with, with some of the players that we had there. And now it's kind of taken a life of its own. And so what I think is so neat is you might see Tariq Cohen get a bunch of catches and have a bunch of yards. And the next week you may end up seeing, um, you know, uh, Allen Robinson or Trey Burton or Taylor Gabriel or Anthony Miller. The list goes on and on. Jordan Howard, you know, our our tight ends. So when you have that, you can just start calling plays and know that as long as the quarterback makes the right decision, guys will be open to make plays. And that's what we're striving for right now. I guess it's inevitable. Though as a as a competitor, somebody does start getting a lot, and then if it peels back, that they want that hunger. But you want that hunger too. Yeah, you do want it. And then the other thing that's that's crucial here to understand is that inevitably, in the end, who cares about numbers, right? We want those letters. And so as long as we're winning, um, no matter how we do it, as long as we have one more point than that other team, I don't care how we did it. And and uh, so far, the first four games, defense has. has has really um, held, held up their end of the of the stick, and they've helped out. And now for the offense, last week they did a good job of being able to to do that to to work their end. Well, it, there's a lot more games left, and there's going to be different ways to win. But our message to the team is: as long as we get that win, um, then I don't think really anybody cares. And that's what's special about this team. Now, more of the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. I feel like we're gelling. Uh, we're hitting a groove. Uh, you saw last game, so uh, we're getting in the right path right now. Yeah, that's Jordan Howard. Offense, uh, love what they did against Tampa Bay. Now it's on to the Miami Dolphins as the Bears get ready for week six of the National Football League season. And the Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Bears Coaches Show. Matt Nagy here for one more segment. We're with you until 8 o'clock tonight. Um, Weather. Since we're focusing on Miami, you got a gift today. (laughs) Warm and humid, which is the expectation at the end of the week. Uh, My broadcast partner, Tom Thayer, uh, played there, and he, he is... He was a sweater back in those. You know, he's, he, that's what he always was worried about the weather. Um, but nowadays, there's so much attention paid to hydration and so forth. Um, you got that in their in their head already, right? About staying hydrated. The, the Jen Gibsons of the world are going to make sure that that's the case, right? Yeah, yeah, they will. And and it is very important. It's a different um, it's a different feel down there. And and like you said today, it was a little humid, and we were in the mid 80s. 
which will be similar to to what it is down in Miami. So um, it's important. I want our guys to know that, but I don't want to overdo it either, you know, so that they can just continue to play. And uh, but hopefully it's a nice sunny day, a little humid, and get to sweat, you know, sweat sweat a little bit and and uh, go play some football. James Daniels, Eric Cush was brought up again today about the left guard position. You're eva- evaluating that on a daily basis. Aside from the obvious and how they played, what with James is doing day to day in the practice field, and I'm always curious to know because some coaches don't necessarily think this way, but what you do on the practice field is is, is extremely important to get you to Sunday. It is, and, and is and he doing that? There, right he's now? doing a great job, and. He's he's getting mental reps, and then Coach Harry does a great job of getting him in there for some for some uh, physical reps as well. And so, Kush has done has done a really good job at you know understanding where we're at, where he's at, where James is at, and they're working together. And and, and when you have that um, on your team, and you have selfless players that just care about getting you know doing whatever they can to make this this offense go as best as it can. Um, you're in a good place. And so we have that. And James is going to continue to keep working hard, keep listening, keep listening to what Coach Harry has to say. And then Kush is going to do the same thing. You mentioned uh, in our last segment about we were talking about spreading the ball around and stuff. So Trey Burton, he's getting touches. The other tight ends, those days have yet to come yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but does it feel good what you see in, on the practice field from the Deion Sims, the Ben Bronickers, Daniel Browns? You will be getting Adam Shaheen back at some point here in, in somewhat the near future. It is, and it's a good problem for us to have is those tight ends did such a great job in the preseason, and it was good work for them. And so they're continuing to work hard uh, in practice. They're learning. Uh, they're learning about this system and how we do things. And so for us, it just gives it gives us an advantage to be able to scheme different players, different personnel groupings, formations, et cetera. And, uh, you know, again, they don't really care. They know that, uh, that whatever we ask them to do, they'll do it, whether it's one play or, or 50 plays. Uh, they're there, and, and we believe in those guys. This is one of the rare days, I, I have to think back, uh, that no questions about Khalil Mack today. <laughs> and we haven't talked since he was named NFC uh, Defensive Player of the Month. That certainly was an expectation given the unique numbers. Um, I ran in him today. I mean, every day, he's like a ray of sunshine. He's happy-go-lucky, just loving it loving it here. Uh, he said, man, but it is moving fast. It's already week six. And for him, it must feel different than everybody else because of being dropped in like this. Yeah, it has to be a complete whirlwind for him. And, and then for him to play as well as he's been playing, for him to elevate the players on our team as much as he has, um, again, there's so many other things that go into, um, you know, a, a move and a transition. He's done it all, and he's played lights out. And so uh, we're lucky. We're happy that we have him. Uh, the other part with Khalil is that he understands he's he's played um, – you know, he's every year he's played, he's played 16 games. And yeah. so he, he understands the, the grueling part of the season, how to take care of your body. So he, he can, he not only does that, but he'll teach these guys hmm. how to take care of your body, you know, really? understand, you know, this is what you got to do when you're in practice, you go hard. Now they also rely on coaches to pull back reps a little bit as well so that we're not, you know, crushing them with the amount of reps in practice. And so he's a good teacher in regards to that. And he's had experience. So with, with a, a group like we have, uh, that'll help him out, help all those guys Clearly out. Clearly a voice already being For heard. sure. Yeah. All right, one quick sneak peek of the Dolphins. What do you got for us? Well, this is a team here. Where they're they're going to be coming off a, uh, a a tough loss for them. Now, they've lost two in a row, but they'll be ready to go. They uh, they had a 17 uh, to nothing lead at halftime, had a couple uh, defensive touchdowns that, that, that uh, 
um, that they gave up to, to Cincinnati. And so they'll be ready to go. They, they, uh, they understand uh, that they're still in first place. They're tied with the Patriots three and two. Their offense uh, is productive. They got a good quarterback with some weapons out there at wide receiver. And then of course they're, they're running, they got two good running backs as well. So there, and then defensively they fly around. They got some, some guys that move around, do good things. And, and so we'll be tested. Swiping the ball. I think they have 10, 10 interceptions. 10 picks, lead the yeah, league. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll let you go. Thank you as always. Appreciate your time. You got any questions for uh, Vic Fangio? For me? Not yet. All no, right. He's got them all. All the answers. He's coming up next. <laughs> the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and this hour featuring defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Brought to you by Whipley CBAs and Consultants and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy, Verizon and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. I felt good, you know, uh, having fresh legs, uh, going through everything quickly, you know, just seeing, you know, the energy from the game carried over. That was Tariq Cohen from earlier today after Bears return to practice as the bye week ends and everybody excited to get back to work. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show here at PNC Studios at Haddles Hall. We're brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Pleased to be joined by Vic Fangio and how the fellas look today, you know, because I'm sure that's always in your head, like, oh, what are they going to look like? Uh, they looked fine. You know, it was only four days or, well, I guess it was more than that, but um, I think they looked good and they were happy to get back to work, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I, I do believe it, and here's why I believe it. I think they really enjoy each other. Yeah, they do. Um, winning can do that for you, <laughs> but I think that started before the winning started, so hopefully um, that gets contagious and just keeps growing. Particularly on the defensive side of the ball, where most of my conversations have been with the guys that have been here a bit, but uh, Danny Trevathan was telling me, I mean, they've been doing a lot together off the field, too, getting to know each other's families, just trying to do things on a different level. I don't know if that's organic or if you've recommended it, or, but they they have fun with each other, and it, I'm sure it shows on the practice field for you. Yeah, they do, and it shows in the meeting rooms also, and it's always good that you have a bunch of guys that like each other and get along and socialize, I guess, outside the building, and Seems to have a good carryover effect. Yeah, and they happen to like a guy named uh, Khalil Mack, too. So, And he's been, and I was just talking with uh, Coach Nagy about this before you got here, just uh, the, the big smile on his face in the locker room. He's just jovial, very fun, fun-loving guy, and just doing a lot in many different ways that go beyond his performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's brought, uh, you know, a really good attitude besides his production, and I think the guys enjoy being around him. I know the coaches enjoy being around him. And um, anytime you can add a guy like that to the team with the production that's come along with it, you know, it, it can do nothing but help you. And this is not a 10-year vet. He's a vet. He's been. A, he's an established vet. He, he has not missed a game, knock on wood, in his NFL career. So Matt was talking about that he's giving advice to players on how to, to deal with the grind and what to expect. You know, this is a young team. There, there are veterans on your defense, but it is a young team. It's good advice probably. Well, any, anything that um, – any crumb that you can get from anybody <laughs> that helps get you through the NFL season and uh, all the things that go with it helps. What, what that in that vein? What have you? What do you tell guys how to get through it? Especially the guys who have never been through it, like your rookie Roquan Smith, you know, Bilal Nichols. What do you, what what is your standard go-to? Would you tell guys about how to get through a season like this? Well, do you have anything? Yeah, I, th- I think um, in the past people used to talk about um, rookies hitting the rookie wall at some point in the season. 
you know, in November, December. But I don't think that really applies much anymore since um, training camp's been adjusted the way it's been. You know, in, in years past, when training camp was a lot of two-a-days, um, coaches would wear out rookies to a degree in training camp because they were under the heat to get them ready, get them a lot of practice, two-a-days, a lot of reps, et cetera. And then they would maybe by late November, early December, be worn down a little bit. But with the new rules in um, training camp, I don't think that happens anymore. But like the first snow, when they send reporters out to cover the first snow, you will get questions about the rookie wall heading around November. You know you will. Yeah, but I don't believe in it anymore. That's good to know because, uh, you know, for some players, I'm not su suggesting that's ever been the case, but if things aren't going, they could use that as an excuse very easily when they get asked questions about it because it's such a, a cliche almost now, the rookie wall. Yeah, well, the rookies on our um defense this year in particular you know Roquan missed most of training yeah. camp so he's got no rookie role <laughs> that he can claim and Bilal's playing you know a few snaps every game um, whom else am I th missing here on defense um, rookie wise so I don't, I don't think we have that issue Kevin coming. Tolliver yeah. Kevin Tolliver he missed a lot of time he's yeah. played sparingly that should not, not be an issue. You know, it's interesting. Uh, on our TV show last night on Fox, just running through the first month of the season and seeing all of the highlights. I mean, my gosh, it's if you have to, you have to stop and think about like, oh yeah, I remember that play and I remember that play. And I don't know if you look at it that way, but this team has been making a lot of plays, even in just one month's time. Um, do you? Show those plays over and over again to guys sometimes. Hey, this is what we're capable of, and it spreads like wildfire. Sometimes, if you feel you need to. Um, show them plays from what's happening around the league, you know, good and bad, you know, to learn from. But uh, if we need to, we always um, can go back to some of the good plays we've had so far. The Bears Coaches Show with defensive coordinator Vic Fangio and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. I feel like it went really well. You know, again, everybody came out here. We had a fast practice, you know, completed a lot of passes, you know, didn't really look rusty or anything at all. I mean, but again, that's what's, that's what's expected from this group. You know, we got a group that comes out here each and every day and tries to get better. You know, that's the most important thing. It wasn't, you know, I mean, if it's any any type of, you know, locker room that I would expect to bounce to just come in from a bye week and not really uh, miss a beat, it would be this locker room. Allen Robinson, Bears wide receiver with a finger on the pulse of the team in that locker room as they get back to work today as they get ready for the Miami Dolphins. Vic Fangio, our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show. Stop by the Miller Lite Chicago Bears Ultimate Tailgate to enjoy food, $5 Miller Lights, music, and games for every age. Located at the Field Museum Terrace and the Ultimate Tailgate, free to enter and will be open two hours before through one hour after every Bears regular season home game. We touched on it, but what he had to say there about the team in general, you you agree with that assessment about this is a team that he would expect to come back to work and go at it? I think so. You know, it had a pretty good start to the season. Guys are excited. I think they um, feel the excitement from the Bears fans around town. And, you know, and they want to get back, back to work and continue on. You're a veteran coach. You've been around a long time at uh, various levels and uh, various teams. Long coaching career. Do you need a bye week? No, but uh, <laughs> but I've never had a bad bye week. <laughs> no, because you took out the sticks and enjoyed a little round yeah, a round or two. <laughs> slept in about three of the days past 10 o'clock and got a couple rounds of golf in locally here at Glen Flora and Skokie Country Club. And so I, I enjoyed it. How'd you hit them? 
Not bad for a guy that hadn't played since July. Nice. You know, uh, I can't picture you sleeping past 10. Sorry, I just don't see it. I think you're, this is my impression. You're a very regimented, very disciplined guy. True or false? Once I get up. <laughs> hardest thing for me every day is just get out of bed. Really? What yeah. time do you typically? Oh, during the season? Yeah. I'm usually here by 6.45. Yeah. but you, So you're not the, the, the John Gruden-esque kind of crazy, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. No, I forgot the exact number he gets up no, at. But Those guys like that, and Gruden included, you know, go to bed a lot earlier than most. Yeah, there you go. So. They don't like to tell the whole story. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Bears getting ready uh, for the Dolphins. We'll, we'll break them down in a minute. But um, as we, we talk about this Dolphin team, um, I want to bring up Danny Trevathan because in my a lot of attention, obviously, on Mac, deservedly so. Hicks, deservedly so. But you get an inside linebacker with your first-round pick. You got play of the secondary. And he, right now, he is flying around. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting uh, kind of lost in the shuffle in terms of noticed by by folks. You t- kind of take it for granted a little bit what he's doing. He's, he's your quarterback on defense. How would you evaluate and what have you come to appreciate about what he's doing for you right now? He's had an excellent season up to this point and I think um, Danny's finally been the beneficiary of practicing a lot. You know, his first two years here, he had clumps at times where he wasn't able to practice because of injuries. He's had a really good offseason with us, training camp, and he's enjoying the fruits of that labor right now. He understands our defense better than he ever has to the point where, yes, he can help others. Um, He is the quarterback of the defense, gets the signals, you know, through his headphone and his helmet. And I think he's really enjoying himself playing. And um, he's caught the fever from everybody else, and he's given the fever to others. And, um, you know, he's playing his best football, and if he can continue it, you know, I think he'll be – you know, should be considered for a lot of post-season uh, honors. How satisfying is it for you to see that, especially a guy now you've been around several years? Oh, it's always satisfying, especially for a guy that, for like Danny, that's passionate about football, loves football, loves to play the game. You know, all aspects of it, and I'm, you know, it's very pleasing to see him experience success at a high level. Not everybody loves playing football, even if they do play football. Can you coach a guy that doesn't love football? Um, there's different degrees of that, but um, everybody's not perfect. You know, in this world, you've got to be able to coach all kinds to uh, survive. So, yes. Are you enjoying some of the young bloods, too? I am. Yeah. You know, and, you know, when you say young, it doesn't necessarily mean rookies. But, uh, you know, Eddie Jackson's a second-year guy. Enjoy being around him a lot. Um you know, just my second year around Prince, although he's not, you know, he's more of a veteran player, but enjoy being around him. You know, I just enjoy being around these guys. I've said that before, even yeah, last year. Um, the highlight of my day is being up in front of those guys and, and coaching. And these it's an enjoyable group to be around. And the few guys that we've added, we haven't had a, you know, a boatload of new guys, but the guys we've added, um, that fit right in and are great guys and enjoy them also. 
The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM. And welcome back to the program. Our final moments with Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Join me, Tom Thayer, and Luke Canellis for Bears Game Night Live. Brought to you by IGS Energy. We'll recap every Bears game Sunday nights at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago. So from some familiarity as you go in with, obviously, Adam Gase, Dowell Loggins, any of that help you? You're, you'll get asked this this week, I'm sure, too. But just knowing how they you saw them in practice every day, um, does that help at all to know what they're thinking at, at a minimum? Nowhere near as much as people might think it does. Yeah. Um, you know, and then it goes the same way. That, you know, they they know a little bit more about me than most people do. So I don't um, get all worked up over that stuff. And, um, you know, I think the biggest mistake somebody can make is whether it be them changing what they do because – they think I might know a little bit more than the next guy about their offense or for me to change what we do because I think they might know a little bit. You know, you just you just put that aside and play. Have you ever been personally burned by thinking like that in your coaching career? Um, I can't think of a major one because I'm at the under end of the spectrum there. A lot of guys, if they think they can get so-called inside knowledge or tidbits they go to the extreme I'm kind of the other way where I really don't want them unless I um, really think they could be of some value so I don't go hunting for it Ryan Tannehill as we wrap up here with you thoughts very athletic quarterback they're doing a lot of the uh, RPO stuff that you see our offense doing a lot of the gun zone read stuff that you see it's become popular and he's been a successful quarterback for these guys. I think, you know, somebody told me today that he's 11-3 and three or something like that in yeah. his last 14 starts for the Dolphins. Um, so they obviously have a good feel for him and how he best fits to run that team. And, um, you know, and he's athletic with a big arm and – Expect to get his best. All right, Vic, always a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to join us. All right, you're welcome. That'll do it, everybody. Have a great night. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. WBBM and HD Chicago, WCFS FM and HD1 Elmwood Park, Chicago.